So from the ordinary to the extraordinary, what does that mean? It means that you can you can live an ordinary life if you want to. But an ordinary life isn't going to do it for you. You can have all the material goods in the world. You can have the great job in the world. You can have the, the best family even. You can have all that and still be unhappy. Or you can have none of that and be happy. So what's the difference between ordinary and extraordinary? Extraordinary is about you. Ordinary is about you too. But it's not about the whole you. But extraordinary is about the whole you. It's about having nothing but having everything. See, extraordinary people are really connected to themselves. They're connected to the spirit of themselves. And they live a spiritual life. Necessarily live a religious life. They don't necessarily live a life where they meditate every day and wait for divine guidance. Extraordinary people have got divine guidance all the time. They're living a life all the time where they've been divinely guided and they're, being, they're so connected to themselves. They get these intuitions, these, these messages come to them and, and they come to us all, by the way. But when you're extraordinary, you listen to them. You listen to them, you hear them and sometimes they make no sense whatsoever. But extraordinary people take them on. Extraordinary people absolutely act on them and they act on them because they just feel right not an emotional feeling that one by the way it's an intuitive feeling it feels correct or they have these opportunities to go and do things and they don't do it because it doesn't feel right extraordinary people trust themselves they trust the spirit that's them they trust the inner and they trust that abstract irrational thing which doesn't make sense which you can't even see and they're trusted against all the physical and scientific evidence they've got Extraordinary people trust themselves. And so extraordinary people get in flow with who they are. Ordinary people are stuck in fear. Are people who aren't in flow, who aren't willing to take the risk to move on from where they're at. Ordinary people have usually made a decision. Here, I've got it. I've, I've, been, I've been safe. I've got it. I've got the money. I've got the car. I've got the wife. I've got the children. I've got the house. I've got everything like that. And I've got the job and I've got the income. Good. If I just sit pretty... I can now live safely for the rest of my life without fear. And a lot of people do. And that's okay. But there's a lot of ordinary people who are fighting to be extraordinary and don't know what to do. A lot of these people are willing to take the risks but don't know what those risks are. Well, the risks to be extraordinary are the intuitive risks you get, those messages within you, those messages which says, here I am, I want to go forward. Those messages which say, go this way the message is coming from nowhere and often don't make sense at this point in time but later on it's all revealed and you think oh wow is that the best thing i ever did that is the most wonderful thing i ever did but extraordinary people act before they have the answers ordinary people are waiting for the answers about how they can be safe and then they take the act and the problem is that safety the safety that's going to allow them to break through another life it's never ever there because you never know what it is you don't know what that essence of yourself is. Because when you become extraordinary, your future is unknown when you're feeling ordinary. And to move from ordinary to extraordinary, you really do have to be willing to take a risk. You really have to have to go there and take action and make a decision to do something even though you do not know what the outcome is going to be, even though there is no guarantee. And often... The emotion will be sitting at you and saying, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. Stop, 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 stop. Can't work, can't work, can't work. That's the ordinary telling you that. Because the emotion is going to be saying, stay here, stay safe, stay safe. 
Don't move. Don't move. Just be safe. Stay here. You've got it all. Why do you want to interrupt this? And there is a good reason we're driving interrupted, by the way, because our natural style is to be moving forward. If we're not moving forward, well, we're moving backwards at a really, really fast rate. Because if you want to stay ordinary and you're not going to go forward, well, there's no way of staying the same. A lot of people are doing that. They might think they stay the same. On the surface, they might stay the same. But within themselves, they're not. The inner self, the spiritual self, the essence of who they are is slowly being eroded away because they're ripping themselves off. They're living this life, they're living this nice, safe life, but they're ripping themselves off because they're not becoming more of who they are. They're not dealing with greater and greater problems. They're not dealing with bigger and bigger problems. They are staying who they are. And that's, that's probably one of the biggest mistakes that people make. This is why you see a lot of very, very wealthy people. They die empty. They die in emotional and spiritual poverty. They've got the money, they have the big funeral, they have the wonderful casket and everything, and everyone's there, but they're in spiritual poverty when they die because they've never kept moving forward. That's one extreme. The other extreme is somebody who's poor and a pauper and can't, can't even afford a, afford a funeral, but they die in spiritual abundance. It's not one or the other. You don't have to have spiritual abundance or physical abundance, or you don't have to have spiritual poverty or physical poverty. You can have both. You can actually have both completely because most certainly success is our natural state. It's not our poor lucky you state. More and more success means we're growing more and more and more because when you be successful, you actually have problems within you and those problems get bigger and bigger and bigger and success means you get better and better and better at solving bigger and bigger problems and you get rewarded for it. You start to become spiritually strong because you've got a real essence about who you are and what you can handle. And you start to be able to handle bigger and bigger things with greater and greater ease. And the result is happiness. You see, people think happy people don't have problems. That a lot of money is going to bring you happiness. But that's not the way it works. A lot of money doesn't bring you happiness. But if a person's in poverty and they're they're really worried about money, which they are because money becomes their essence in their struggle because they don't have enough, then of course they get the fantasy that, boy, if I had all the money in the world, I'd be fine. A person in poverty, in financial poverty, who's got a poverty mindset, will see somebody with a lot of money and say, wow, if I had that, that'll get rid of my problems. And it might handle a financial difficulty, which, and that difficulty can be holding you back, that's fair enough, but it's not the answer. Because you see a lot of people who do have a lot of financial abundance. No, I've got in that. You get in their car, and they're driving around with you, and they're, start, they're starting to talk, and after a while you find... They're boring. They've got no oomph about them. They've got nothing beneath the surface here. They can't even hold an interesting conversation. They've actually often done nothing interesting in their life. This is not everyone, by the way. But this is a person who might be financially abundant but in spiritual poverty. They're driving this car and they're driving it all nice and safely and the car's all nice and clean and it's a beautiful car. But, you know, it's empty. You look and you think, this person is spiritually empty. Financially abundant, materialistically, physically abundant, but spiritually empty. You think, do I want to live that empty life? Am I willing to trade the spiritual abundance of which I so seek? Am I willing to trade that so I have all the financial and material abundance that I can possibly have? And then you see these people and and they keep looking for themselves. The only time they get any oomph about them is because they keep on going out and getting more and more money and taking more and more risks like that. And that's okay, they're risks. But for them, they're not so so risky because they know what they're doing. They know how to get this. They know how to make more money. They know how to make money. They know how to keep the money they've got. They know what they've got to do. But 
the one thing that threatens them is to stop and be spiritual. Once again, we're talking about people who are financially abundant but have spiritual poverty. And on the other hand, this is the other extreme, spiritual abundance and financial poverty. And you see them, they sit there and and they don't need anything. They're almost like they have no wish to to have money, they don't want to sacrifice themselves, they don't worry about clothes. Monks are a pretty good indication of this, and a lot of religious orders promote it. Those people, they can be happy, but there's also a limitation there because we are human beings living on this planet and we have physical needs and money is part of it. We need money to survive. We've got to keep our body healthy and alive on the planet. Otherwise, without a body, we can't be here. If we really want to sort of give ourselves over to it and give ourselves over to the spiritual wrong completely, we've got a huge problem because we still have to have our physical needs met and someone or something has to meet those physical needs. And you see these people and they've made vows not to have houses, not to have cars, not to have any trappings of wealth whatsoever. That's fine. Houses, cars might not be that important, but it's the vow not to have them that's a problem because they feel a need to hold on to their spiritual abundance by being physically, financially negative, by pushing it away. Even when it tries to come to you, you push it away because people who are really spiritually abundant and financially poverty are threatened by finances. People who are financially abundant and in spiritual poverty are threatened by spirituality. So is it possible to be spiritually abundant and financially abundant? Yes, of course it is. Is it possible to be in spiritual poverty and financial poverty? Yes, of course it is. We can do that too. We can do that very, very easily. So how do you find the ultimate? Because in this life, on this planet, the God, the thing we worship most of all, turns out to be money, which is fine. I've got no problems with that, except it doesn't work. It kills our spirituality. Because the more we worship money, the more threatened we are by the spirit, the spirit of who we are. Because the spirit of who we are doesn't really care about money, doesn't need money. It's only our physical needs that need money, and they do need money. It does need money. If we're going to have a physical experience on this planet, well then, we've got a physical experience. We've got, we're in a body, we better stay here. So what we're talking about is, right, how do we get this balance? And what is this balance? And this balance can be anything you need it to be. But you need the physical thing to be able to support it, to be able to do it, to be able to be there. Your physical stuff has to support yourself spiritually. You see a lot of people who are physically abundant, physically tied in there, they set their goals. And their goals are to have 12 sports car, five houses, to have wonderful, abundant life ever. It doesn't matter. They get those goals and they're empty. And I've come across them. A lot of people achieve everything they've set out to achieve by the time they're 40 or 50. Suddenly their life turns out to be empty. There's just nothing there. They don't know what to do. They don't know where to go because they've been so physically motivated the whole time. And then you turn around and you see people who set spiritual goals. And you don't really set spiritual goals because it's in spirit you find your purpose. So those are the goals that you're looking to achieve. The purpose of who you are. The purpose is a spiritual thing. 